Hi, folks, and welcome to a bonus episode of the Evolving Leader Podcast. I'm Scott Allender. And today, I want to take a moment to talk about being known, or as you may have heard John and I say on other Evolving Leader episodes, the idea of knowability. What does it mean for you and for me as a leader to be known, to be knowable? And does it matter? Why does it matter? Let me start by stating the obvious. We live in a complex, tumultuous, and uncertain world. It's an understatement, right? For leaders, this creates a very real pressure cooker at times. And this pressure cooker can get us focused almost exclusively on the demands of the day, shrouded in our fears about the future, which we often may ignore. We then might find ourselves concocting strategies for appearing to have a handle on things even when we don't. Then, inevitably, when this is the case, we lose sight of our values and our purpose as leaders, which is predominantly to create value with, through, and for our teams and our organizations. We then may get myopic about our own particular field of expertise and managing impressions related to that expertise. We become focused on creating impressions, which is born from a continuous gaze inward, rather than our influence, which is to gaze outward at others, looking at their needs first. Of course, we all want to appear competent, knowledgeable, and agreeable, regardless if it's true. But when a leader lacks a deep awareness of who he is or what she stands for, they will become overly reliant on a superficial identity concerned primarily with the appearance of success. Now, while composure is a critical leadership capability, its overuse can become a disingenuous facade. And guess what? Everybody sees through that. People don't trust that. Now, having a positive personal brand may be a necessary ingredient for successfully navigating the complexities of professional politics. It can even be an important element of maintaining a positive sense of self-worth. However, impressions aren't values. In fact, in some ways, they are well-crafted deceptions. They keep us from the humility that we need to grow. As Flannery O'Connor once said, to know oneself is above all to know what one lacks. It is to measure oneself against truth and not the other way around. Now we've all experienced the inconsistent and predictable politically minded leader. We all know what it's like to be around a fake person and the effect it has on the room, the business, the country, We know the type of cultures that this creates. Reactive, anxious, unsafe, uncommitted, underperforming. At best, it produces mediocrity. At worst, we've seen burnout, falls from the top, and great public and moral failure. Impression management may be a survival instinct, especially in some environments, but it's also a product of the unknown and underdeveloped self. The unknown self 
is hidden behind the primitive fight or flight reaction zones of the brain. When the leader is unsure of who they are and what they really believe, they live and lead from this primitive mindset because the authentic self lies dormant, shrouded in masks and politics. Some are more prone to wearing these masks than others, but we all wear them from time to time. Back in October of 2017, Harvard Business Review published the findings of a university study on brainstorming. Now, the study explored whether or not a group could be primed for better creative results from a brainstorming session. So they randomly assigned 93 managers from a range of companies and industries to three-person teams and gave them one of two group introduction and warm-up exercises. Half of the groups were told to share embarrassing stories. Half talked about times they had felt pride, i.e. impression management. The anecdotes um, had to involve them personally and had to have happened in the previous six months. So using the scoring criteria of fluency and flexibility, the study found that the embarrassment teams, those who shared an embarrassing story before they got started, generated 26% more ideas spanning 15% more use categories than their counterparts. The results were clear. Openness and truthfulness led to greater creativity. Why? Vulnerability breaks down walls and builds trust. It frees the part of the mind that is otherwise busy worrying about how one is being perceived and allows that person to engage their creative brain. It creates an environment where people feel able to relate to one another and where they don't have to try to impress each other. Knowing and being known leads to better ideas, leads to better business. As author and researcher Brene Brown writes, vulnerability is the absolute heartbeat of innovation and creativity. She says there can be zero innovation without vulnerability. Now it must be authentic, not attention seeking, and for the right audience. Humility and vulnerability are the primary and most useful foundations on which truly effective leadership can be built. And no one can be humble or vulnerable if they don't know who they are. Humility is simply the willingness and ability to acknowledge what is true. As with any muscle, the development of the inner world is a lifelong activity. We must regularly work it out in different ways in order to stretch and fatigue these muscles to the point where development occurs. It's not easy, even painful sometimes. There are many tools, coaches, books, podcasts, and other resources that are tremendously valuable in the pursuit of self-awareness and value-based authentic leadership. The point is, it's every leader's responsibility to never stop pursuing these resources and investing in one's knowledge of self. It is the foundational requirement for the responsibility that you shoulder as a leader. If your vocation is leadership, then your calling is relationship, to know and be known. People will only willingly follow what they trust, and we can only trust what we know and believe.